How do you want to start? Just like this. <laughs> Hi, buddy. It's been a minute. Hi. It's been <laughs> forever. Except the last time that I saw you, it was not on a Zoom call. It was no, in person. In yeah, we got wings. Yeah. We got wings. We <laughs> were both at Drunifieds, which is college audition pros version of Unifieds, mm -hmm. um, uh, led by the amazing Drew Boudreau. That's right. That's a lot of lot of ooze in that sentence. Yeah. Um, and I, I had a blast, and it was yeah. so fun to to meet some great talent and to spend some time with you. Yeah, it was a good event, uh, and it was I thought pretty pretty well work organized for as many students as we got to see. It was it was held at uh, um, Cal State Fullerton, uh, and so we got to see former guest josh grisetti in the flesh as well um but yeah you and i got to sit next to each other and uh give each other a hard time uh throughout the day which was awesome i will say that one of us fell way behind schedule for their callbacks and it wasn't me <laughs> oh my gosh you know this is fun to talk about because uh you know originally it was we were gonna have X number of slots, you know, 10 slots, 12 slots. And there truly was just so much talent that we went for it. I was like, I can do it. I can do, I can do these slots. And, and um, for us, callbacks are uh, not necessarily a chance to see material again. It's much more of an opportunity to, um, to get to know uh, the applicant or to, talk about our own programs and see really if there is a fundamental, um, you know, place in which those two things can interact someone's energy and, and what we offer here. Um, and so that's always fun. I, I think it's, it's, it's a good opportunity, I think, to just connect and, yeah. and to see if, if we're the right fit. Um, yeah. I always like to say, I think I've said this on the podcast before, I like to liken myself to Santa in um, miracle on 34th street in that, uh, if we are not the right program for you and you're, you're giving me some indications about, you know, an interest in a large, uh, public university or a super small program, I am more than happy to send them your way as, as our listeners are listening. Um, I, I think it's important to, to be familiar even with, um, programs that are in, uh, similar or completely different states to then be able to um, offer the guidance and expertise that I have. Do so you feel when, that way? Um, oh my gosh. I mean, one of the cool things about the moment that we're living in now, musical theater education is so different than when we went to school because students really do get to shop. Like they get to look for what's right for them. It's not like there's just a couple of programs and if you don't get in, then you can't study it or whatever. It's like, yeah, I there are so many programs that I have so much respect for, which is, you know, like literally look at the guests on the, on our program and the ones that will be coming up here soon too. Like there's just so many great things happening and everybody does things a little bit differently. And, and mm -hmm. I'm curious when you, so we do a similar thing where our callback is an interview. So for you, when you have that, like, how do you determine in a few minutes if you think somebody is going to be a good fit? Like, what are you looking for in that interview callback? Oh, my gosh. You know, uh, I will say this. Uh, we really embrace uniqueness and and a, uh, a passion 
for for musical theater and for performance. Um, so for me, I spend that time trying to get to know them as much as possible, but kind of seeing what it is about them that that um, would fit in this community. Um, what is that little spark? Um, and it could look like a lot of different things. Um, I know I've mentioned this too. We are in a world where most of our students, you know, are fully multi-hyphenate. You know, no one is just a performer. They have interests in performing, directing, performing, dancing, uh, uh, you know, MT, uh, clay making. Um, like there's just so many things. There's so many things. And so I'm, I'm more interested in that stuff. I'm yeah. like, I want to know um, on this day that we're speaking with each other, what that thing is that lights you on fire. What's the thing that, that sparks your um, world? And if it's your favorite Taylor Swift song, if it's your, um, you know, um, favorite comic book that you're, you're reading, like, I want to see you speak passionately about literally anything mm -hmm. for at least a minute, because if that is true, if that is true, then we, then that means there's a, there's a spark for, for this and for um, your, the possibilities um, for you in our institution. But. So paper rings is my favorite Taylor Swift song. Uh, thank you for asking. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Um, great, great. And uh, it's interesting that you say that because I actually changed the first question that I ask students this year at my interviews. I guess I'm giving stuff away on the podcast, but um, you know what? If prospective students are so interested in Chico State that they're researching our podcast, then they deserve to get a bit of a heads up, don't they? Um, but I've been asking people, okay, so tell me about yourself. What are you interested in that's not musical theater, which is really stolen or borrowed uh, from you because you you talk about that with your students all the time. We've spoken about that in the podcast before. And it, it is an interesting insight as to people's humanity <laughs> you know mm -hmm. um so likewise i i try it's hard because we do it all via zoom um and you know trying to get the vibe about whether or not somebody's spirit is uh compatible with compatible with what we do here mm -hmm. at my program it's a little hard but it's fun i mean it kind of feels like you know speed dating where you're you're just in a very quick important conversation and you're going to make a determination as to whether or not it's a good fit for both of you. And I always say that to students too, like, you know, yeah. I'm going to start by asking some questions, but let's figure out if this is a good fit for both of us. Um, I do but, think that, you know, go, yeah, gone are the days are of this, um, you know, mono, like, singular idea of like what a musical theater student is or looks like or and so it's it just it, it feels like that those tables really have turned it's not like you need to fit in a box it's actually the part that i'm interested in is like how do you exist outside of the box and and what um you know it's like it's the things that you can't really test it's like what is your level of imagination um, what is, what are you curious about as a human being? Uh, what, um, and what maybe even more simply, what, what do you want your college experience to look like? Do you imagine yourself on a, on a, a beautiful picturesque campus and, um, you know, uh, going to, going across the campus to get, 
a bite to eat, right? It's just that is that's not necessarily our campus, but like I want to hear what that feeling is because you're you're truly investing in yourself and and where you see yourself, where that time is. And and people might not even know. That's another part about this as well. Like they might not know and especially now December um you know before many more auditions are about to come um I think uh people maybe have not formed what that vision quite is yet so I like to to sort of prod it and help them along yeah um, there's an authenticity though in the not knowing and I will tell you that in my it, it, it it's so easy to tell who's being themselves and who is saying what they think they want you to hear. Mm-hmm. Like if we do have any prospective students listening now, I, my biggest piece of advice is to be, is to not try to impress us at these interviews because we don't, we won't be impressed. The only thing that will impress us is your, your true spark. And we will, we can tell if you're telling us what you want, uh, what you think, you we want to hear i mean would you agree with that can you do you do you sniff that out because i do immediately oh yeah oh yeah i mean i think that like our job i mean i I feel like one of my assets is as a director i am a i am a behavioralist i'm Mm -hmm. somebody who has who studies people in real life right and so when someone is um i could tell the difference between someone being nervous and just sort of like uh what am i doing and someone um, being inauthentic or um, exactly as you're saying, putting on some sort of mask, um, perhaps because there was a, a a coach or someone that said, hey, you should say these things and, um, you know, might not might not fit. One thing that comes to, to true is um, our folks who uh, have maybe done a little research about your program. And so they start sort of spouting out facts well i know that dot 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 and that's wonderful like it's great that you have that kind of familiarity with the programs but the interesting thing is then i go um i want to go deeper than that like because we offer these things how does that make you feel like Hmm. and how do you imagine yourself um you know as we're building this world for you over the next four years or two years if it's a community college or something like what what is that once again what does that look like what does that feel like to you and um what are you excited about so that's what you're looking for at the callback what what gets your attention at the initial audition or pre-screen or whatever it is that you all do at your arts um like what what make what uh, what do you need to see in order to call somebody back for that interview portion Mm. You know, I think um, I'm going to say good old fashioned talent. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. I'm going to say it like because I don't think that there's <laughs> there's no like secret thing. It's like uh, uh, I say this all the time. Um, no one on the day of an audition for a, a BFA program in musical theater wakes up on that day and says, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to go and get that BFA. I'm going to go live. I'm going to go weaponize my BFA. Um, they, don't, they don't they don't think that so so the point i'm making is that they've been in dance classes since they were young they've been in voice lessons they've been they've been um in their community theater productions their youth theater productions 
they then are are here at this moment in the high school, you know, the moment of their prime, and I'm deciding to do this. And at the end of the day, your all of those things have added up, and 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 I can tell that um, that there is either some really strong training or the potential for training in mm-hmm. what you are offering in that in that minute and a half audition. And um, it's it feels pretty immediate to me. I'm like, yes, I can quickly say yes or maybe or no, but but I I know a yes when I see a yes and. Um, if there's any question about it, then it's probably a no. Mm. That's and I just sort of follow that instinct and that um, energy. Uh, this is over the years of teaching, but also really knowing our student body and um, sort of imagining very quickly what this person standing on the X um can bring or contribute to that community i think of it truly uh that the lens is a little bit more wider than um some small fixated thing like oh no they wore the wrong outfit or they they you know none of that uh one of my favorite things is if let's say something happens like there's a mistake or something that happens and how they then approach fixing that like the moment where they go oh wait hold on uh, and they're speaking to the collaborative pianist and say, oh, can we take that back? I think we we were a little off. Let's kind of navigate that. That's, oh my gosh, I love those moments because I go, oh, yes, there we go. I'm really listening to yeah. to how how you're speaking to um, the accompanist, how you're navigating those things. So those those are the two things, talent and like that moment of, can I make some sort of adjustment? Can I kind of live in that present space? What about you? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that it doesn't take much to know. Like, and it's the same way when I'm directing um outside of school and I'm 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 casting a show. Like somebody walks in and within the first couple of bars, I know I know, <laughs> you know, and and it's hard to know exactly where that comes from. Um I I hear you when you say talent. Um, and I, the, obviously you, there are certain people that, um, don't have a sense of pitch. I'm married to one. Uh, and, um, (laughs) and, and, and that's okay. And, but you can't teach pitch the way that you can Mm -hmm. teach other kind of technique. I don't know. There's like a spark or some sort of energy that somebody has when they, when they walk into the room that either gets my attention or it doesn't. And I don't know that I'm even in touch with my myself enough to know that I could identify what that spark is. But mm. um, there's an energy that either makes me sit up and watch or um, makes me not. And, and again, I know very, very quickly and, um, and, and yeah, I, I'm less interested in the high notes. I'm less interested in how, emotive you get when you do your monologue i'm more interested in just the the energy and the and the spark that you bring into the room that is something that is just your essence and who you are um i think i don't know i mean it helps if you got big brassy high notes i suppose but i i don't know that's just that's not what gets my attention because especially in a day full of auditions where you're just hearing high note after high note after high note um so Right. You yeah. could always tell 
uh, I, I mean, this is not specifically about Junifieds, but just in, when I'm sitting at a Unifieds or, you know, you can always tell there's a series of people who've had either similar coaches or where you're like, that's the exact same monologue we heard yeah. two seconds yeah. ago. And, and actually, I mean, that's a big point to make. It's I, when I'm talking about uniqueness, I think material choice is really important because it's in some ways, uh, you know, says a lot about your taste and your understanding of yourself, right? So if I'm watching someone perform just a monologue or a song that's just so kind of not in line with their energies, it sort of makes me go, oh, something, let me let me maybe call them back because I can see something and um, maybe spend a little bit more time to see what what might be um, either missing or, or um, what their material needs a little bit more to fill in. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, interesting. The, the, the next step is not something we talk about terribly often and publicly. And that's like the notification of students that we, that are being accepted into the BFA program that we oversee or, or that we work in. Um, and, and I, I'm so Chico state didn't even have an audition prior to last year. So I'm really still trying to get my footing and you and I maybe have talked about the definitely offline. We've talked about it before, but like trying to make, trying to navigate putting together that perfect class. And mm -hmm. um, when I say perfect, I mean, well-rounded, but I also mean not too big, not too small. Uh, it's that, that navigation of making sure that that final group, fits together. That's hard. I'm, I'm still struggling with how to know how many students I should send acceptance letters to, um, or welcome letters to is actually probably what I should call them. And, uh, um, end up with a class size that I'm happy with. Can you give me feedback yeah, this on is that? One of those things. Yeah, I do. I, I have thoughts about it because um, this is something that's happening in universities across the country where um, numbers pre-pandemic or even kind of in the middle of that pandemic, there's that, that pandemic class that's about to graduate, um, meaning they were the last group to be to have classes online and essentially a whole year in masks that we assumed would be like ready to go. Right. Uh, so they're. Um, I, I just I'm trying to say that things have changed and the decision I think to to move forward and pursue a BFA in musical theater is one that is of bravery of of deep courage of of conviction I am con uh, I'm I want to do this right there's a tenacity that a student has to have and I'm painting this picture to say that there is lots of competition. There's lots of choices for them to have. And you just have to accept the ones that you would like to really be in that, be in your class. And as whether or not they yield is going to be up to them, right? Um, we have a, uh, about a 20% yield rate, meaning like if we were to um, uh, offer a hundred you know, uh, slots, mm -hmm. um, uh, about 20 would say yes, confirm right. and deposit. Right. So, uh, 
for, for literally a second, I was like, wait, is that the correct math? That's definitely the correct math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> math is so hard. And, <laughs> and so, right, so like in order to have a class, you you actually really do have to cast a wide net. And at any point, once again, going back to my first part, which is um, the right fit for them might be another program. And so there's no, there's no feelings hurt, right? right. It's like any one of these people that we have accepted um, is worthy of receiving the um acceptance and uh it's then up to them to decide if they'd like to be a part of it yeah so then what would happen if you took 100 students and 80 of them i mean what if your yield went up to 80 percent one year because of i who knows why yeah, what would I you do they, yeah i think it has adjusted that's sort of what i was referring to in those covid times um i think a lot of people were uh were yes we're in we're making it happen even if they didn't quite know what it was right mm -hmm. like even if it was we because no one there was a moment right where it was like we're we're online but we're gonna like come back um for me it was a transition as a as a teacher i switched institutions kind of right in the middle okay. of all of that so I, I don't i don't even know if i have a handle of it but that did in fact happen and um we did make accommodations and you know figured out how to um instead of having the typical cohort of groups of 15, um, you know, or uh, two groups of 15, which is really what we do. We do about 30 people per class. We had three groups of 15. Um, mm -hmm. So it was about 45. Um, so, yeah, I think of it as um, uh, new and amazing voices who, once again, that we said yes to. And I want to follow through their experience, right? Yeah. It's like by the nature of being accepted, you will leave with a BFA in four years. The trend, it's interesting because the trend actually for the last couple of years has been five years, meaning students who've just wanted to kind of get some elbow space and take classes that they may not have taken. Um, but I think it's kind of reverting back to the four year. That's just my own view. One of the things I struggle with and <clears throat> it, one of the things I struggle with is how excited I get about so many of the students. Mm -hmm. And and again, it's less about what they brought at the first audition and more about that, that conversation that we have where we get to know each other. I get so, I get my heart set on so many of these students that I just like fall in love with. I'm so excited to teach them. And then they, you know, you know, 80% of them, according to your yield metrics mm -hmm. is they get the going to other schools. Um, how do you deal with that? Do you, I mean, you're, you have thick skin. I'm, I'm the softy, I think. Right. So I don't I know. think that's right. I think that's right. I feel, <laughs> I feel like this would be our odd couple performance. Yeah. I would, I would just be like cold hearted <laughs> Elsa ready to make an ice castle. Um, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not cold hearted. It's really much more, um, it's that same idea. Like we, I, I can't take it personally. If we, yeah. if I oh, really yeah. cried about every single person that declined, um, I don't Right? I think I just am in the wrong business. I, uh, now at the same time the ones that i know that i have accepted that i have spent time with and they they do come and i'm seeing them perform for the first time it's like 
I do not have children. I have my amazing little puppy, Bogness. But like, um, that's the moment where I'm like elbowing people. Like, I brought them here. Yeah. Like, well, like I'm, I'm. This, this is mine. Like, this is my baby. <laughs> like, there's sort of that thing. So I'm, I'm much more um, resolved to living in that space of abundance. And look at, look who did come. Look who is here. And I'm so thrilled that we get a chance to collaborate with them. Yeah. Um, and there is, there are those moments in the back of my head when I see other programs post their list of their first year and I see some faces that, um, I may or may not have given scholarships to, and I'm yep. like, Oh, the one that got away. Yeah. Um, but I love it. If I can follow even their careers to some degree, I'm like, yes. When they go you to know. programs, which there are a lot of, when they go to <laughs> programs that we have respect and, and, and have a, a, you know, a ton of admiration for, which there are so of many of, so but, many. um, you know, interesting. Okay. Um, well, what else has been going on? Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, so end of year stuff. I mean, that's where we are right now. Like yeah. that's, uh, you know, uh, we don't have to discuss any of these topics, but things like uh, vocal juries, dance juries, um, end of year performances. For me, that's a big one because we've got so many things going on, you know, finals and everything. And then also here's this and here's that and here's the other. Um, right now at UArts, we are um, opening a uh, something that we call the first year event. Lots of schools do these kinds of things. Um, I know Pace does something like a hatched event, essentially mm -hmm. for our first years who have not had the opportunity to be involved in any of our curated season shows in the fall. We just make sure that before we before we go away for the fall, that they have an opportunity to be on stage, to be celebrated, to be welcomed to the community. So it's kind of like a, a, a showcase light, if you yeah. will. It's an yeah. opportunity for, for musical theater. For us, acting students, our DPPs or directing players in your production, and then um, our theater design and technology students, they all work together on this big event. And then at the same time, we have senior cabarets that are going on. That's their final capstone. And then um, uh, for me, I taught a pop rock class this semester, which has been so fun. And that has culminated in um, what I'm calling a pop rock party. And oh, it's, we're, we're doing like concert style, like... They're just kind of getting up, singing songs, and it's cool. It's it's going to be really fun. So I, I say that to say my calendar is full, and I'm running around this week, and I cannot wait for uh, December 15th. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's the busiest time of year. I mean, post-fall uh, break, which we ours always coincides with the Thanksgiving holiday, which is so late in the semester. Uh, we came back, we had auditions and callbacks for the spring shows that we are now, we've now cast. Um, and mm -hmm. Jamie and I are both directing next semester. So that's a ton. I'm doing the prom. She's doing a play called stop kiss. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we, we did the jury, the, the mid mid year jury form things for our students. Um, and yeah, a lot of family stuff. We did a, um, a holiday fundraiser for the department this past weekend, which I was tasked to read The Grinch uh, that stole Christmas. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, it's a huge scholarship fundraiser for the entire department, music, theater, and dance. And now this weekend, we've got our big dance concert, which I saw last night, which was awesome. 
And um, yeah, and then I've got, I like, I still haven't even graded my midterm in one of my classes and this is the last <laughs> week of class. So like I, so much grading and those kinds of things. Um, I'm curious, uh, do, do y'all cast the spring shows in the fall like we do? We do. Yeah. Yeah. This year in particular has been really different, but um, we typically would cast them before Thanksgiving. That's like our normal timing um, of those auditions happened maybe end of October and sort of callbacks happen in the early part of the uh, November. Yeah. Um, for us, we are do we do the Polyphone Festival of New and Emerging right. Musicals. And so it's like an outside entity to some degree that has to um, that has its own process. So it's just been a slightly extended period of time. And in fact, at some point today, December 8th, cast lists will be posted. So oh. there is a, we've we've literally been through it a bit um we work with lots of outside artists and um and you know with a new work uh a, an artist is making a decision about whether or not they want an ensemble of five or an ensemble of seven or 12 like it really does kind of it's a little in flux until people are in the room and um it's been wonderful it's amazing and also a pretty complex puzzle as you yeah. can imagine I'm curious, something I've been meaning to ask you for a while, because as as you and our listeners probably remember, this is the first year that my program is doing a senior showcase. And so we've been doing most of the work to prep for that this fall because we decided so that it doesn't interfere with our spring musical, which is like the big musical that we do every year in the 1200 seat theater that we have here on campus. We're decide we decided to do it in February on the early side of um, what is showcase season. And mm -hmm. so we've been working on it really hard. And I, I've been, I've been wanting to reach out to you and ask you about the process of putting together showcase material at, at your institution. Mm -hmm. Do students have full control? How much consultation do they get? Um, how does that whole process work for, for your program? So students are, um, they definitely have say in, in what they're going to be presenting. We really treat it like it's the first of many big auditions. So that sounds like it's pressure, but we're actually kind of relieving the pressure of it. It's like, really, this is just one of a bazillion that are around the corner. So, so we don't, um, we take it very seriously, but we don't, you know, put so much weight into it. Um, essentially, this year, what we've done is students come to various slots like an audition. And with the team that's putting the showcase together, they present um, a couple different pieces of material. Here are things that I'd like to do this, 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 this. And then with the team, they kind of decide, let's really look at, let's really focus in on this one piece, um, which is ends up being about... Um, you know, 90 seconds of material, whether it's a monologue or song. And then, um, yeah, we're also similar. We are working on these pieces now with coachings and um, uh, workshops. And then uh, once we get into the new year, we um, turn the burner up a little bit. And uh, ours is the March 11th, uh, which coincides with our spring break. So That's similar nice. in terms of steering clear of other performance things that are going on. Um, but we've started the process, you know, with enough advanced notice, enough time 
in order for us to be a little bit more flexible throughout the year. And so, um, so your students yeah. do do one 90 second piece or do they do multiple? Yeah, it really depends on the thing. Like at this moment, it's it is that they definitely do an opening or an a closing number. Um, mm -hmm. We do a mix of musical theater and acting cohorts together. Mm -hmm. um, for us in this graduating year, it's about 30 students. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, those pieces all get interwoven together and presented um, yeah, in New York on yeah. during that time. So yeah, it's it. I will say this because I haven't seen even the draft of like where we are selected. Um, it's a pretty good mix. Like we, we have some acting students who sing and we actually have some musical theater students who are wanting to put monologues forward. So um, it, it truly is a mix and um, lots of things are taken into account. Um, the entertainment value right for the folks um, how these line up with the, the characters and roles that you are seeing yourself in in regards to finding uh, agents and managers and having those conversations and um i think the biggest thing is um the thing that makes you unique right like the part that we talked about about prospective students is also true for students who are graduating from the program what is it that you do different and and is it um is it your alphabet number is it your um, Shakespearean monologue and um, we're sort of not afraid to put all of that together and to show the the various um, patches in the quilt you mm -hmm. know um, and we've had great response from um, agents managers um, students who've gotten hired just like literally that next day hey, wow. hey can we really talk about this this project and I think um, that has to do with just our our um, our diversity. And I, I mean that in all of the ways, like yeah. we really lean into um, the, the, the things that make us unique and different. So two questions for you before we wrap things up. One, how would you handle a, a situation where a student was singing a song or doing a monologue that you really didn't feel like uh, was going to serve them in that mm -hmm. first initial audition? How would you handle that? Yeah, I think I would really, I would really start with like what the other options might be. Like, mm -hmm. let's really put put that forward. I would, um, I would want them to to truly justify what it is like. And, and I could say this, um, maybe it was two years ago that we definitely had a student that wanted to sing a, and it just wasn't going to work. It just was not going to work and so um we we really emphasized the the importance and differentiation that b provided mm -hmm. um and um they went with b so it's it, it it is still in their hands i mean we are we are so opt-in opt-out um but at the end of the day there is some form to it and and um we, I guess, reserve the right to strongly suggest that um, something different might happen, and and even um, make suggestions that that still with are within the students' boundaries and interests. Like I, I, I don't think that it's by any means we're pointing at the song and saying you must absolutely one hundred percent do it. Right, we, we're open, but but it is this is where we're talking about collaboration. I also. Um, don't direct these, right? So we bring on directors. In this case, we have a director who is a casting uh, casting director. And right. so 
they they go to a bazillion of these right. every single year. They're invited all the time, and I, we could not be more happy um, with this human because because of the care that has been taken for these students um, in regards to um, all aspects of their humanity, their mental health, um, their uh, the mindfulness that is necessary to to traverse some of the anxieties that come up when you're working through these things. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit about building trust in both ways and, um, and putting in front of our students that level of expertise that right. is really think through this, really it should be this, we are strongly suggesting this. And then I mean, does my, that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the, uh, then, then the other question that I had about material is I've heard conflicting opinions on this. How do you feel about students in their showcase singing songs from shows that are currently running on Broadway? Mm. Do you have any rules or thoughts about that one way or the I other? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that if you are somebody who is doing a showcase on March 11th and planning on moving to New York on May 15th, like sing it sing it baby like yeah. if you if there is a role that you see yourself in if you are um the next Anne Hathaway in Anne Juliet yeah do it do well it. I, it 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 actually is much more um sitting behind the table lots as you know a director I'm like just do it do the thing tell me show me do it yeah There's, uh, why play games you right. know this is who I am I totally agree. I'm totally I'm on the exact same page as you. I've heard arguments to the other end. So if any of our listeners disagree with that, please send us an email uh, because I want to hear the reasons why I should not, uh, why I should discourage my students from singing shows currently running on Broadway at their senior showcase. Um, so anyway, oh I've loved yeah, I've loved fun. this conversation. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> I know it's been a second, but I, I, I think that this is, uh, I love having our guests, but I do love this sort of open forum of like, I don't know, what are you dealing with? Because it's it's every day. There's, every day. We're, we're in it. We're, yeah. we're in the middle of it every day. So it's fun to actually um, put out the conversation that we would have offline, online. Totally. It was <laughs> when we were sitting at the hotel bar in, in Fullerton at, at one night at Drunifieds, we were having similar conversations. And I wish that we had had our recording devices because um, it very much felt applicable to the greater musical theater educators community. Um, anywho, it's great to see you. I hope that uh, your semester winds down nicely. Yes. And I wish the same for you. I also want to congratulate you on your very long tenure as the president of the musical theater educators it's alliance over, baby yeah it's over and and can of course congratulate jessica humphreys jessica. like yeah. amazing absolutely amazing uh, uh human being and we'll I'm, I'm thrilled for them see how long it is before they wrote me back in i'm just kidding no <laughs> no. no 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 i've served my time <laughs> anyways congratulations because it's you. um you, yeah parties and balloons <laughs> and cake Amazing. <laughs> All right, bud. All right. See ya. Bye. Music for Carefully Taught was provided by Joshua Haig. For more information, visit joshuahaigmusic.com.